RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. Police warn the public not to get, join any unauthorised July 1st gatherings. Activist Chow Hang Tung from the Hong Kong Alliance in support of the patriotic democratic movements of China is arrested again. And the government extends an extension of a, an ex, extends a concessionary fare scheme despite warnings that it's open to abuse. The police have appealed to members of the public not to join, advertise or publicise any unauthorised assemblies or prohibited gatherings. Sources have told RTHK that the force plans to deploy more than 10,000 officers tomorrow to prevent the public from gathering on the streets on the handover anniversary. Francis Sitt reports. RTHK has learned that the police deployment will be of a similar scale to that on June 4th, when scores of officers stopped people from entering Victoria Park. The park and its vicinity will again see a strong police presence. Organizers of a march banned by the police, who cited public health concerns, have planned to begin their protests at Victoria Park. An attempt by the organizers, the League of Social Democrats, Team Show Wai Connection and Safe Lantau Alliance to have the ban overturned was rejected by an appeal board. Sources told RTHK that if the situation calls for it, the park may be sealed off. More officers will be on patrol and the force's counter-terrorism response unit will also be mobilized while other officers remain on standby. With some pro-democracy groups saying they plan to set up street booths, the police will also be monitoring them for any breaches of the national security law, the public order ordinance or the ban on public gatherings. Activist Chao Hang Tung of the Hong Kong Alliance in support of patriotic democratic movements of China has been arrested by the police again. She's been charged with promoting this year's June 4th candlelight vigil, which was banned by the authorities. Violet Wong reports. Ms. Chow was arrested on June the 4th on suspicion of publicising an annual vigil. She was granted bail and was due to report to the police next week. Police have now decided to charge the vice chairwoman of the alliance with inciting others to join an unauthorised assembly on June the 4th. In the press briefing, Superintendent Chen Chi Cheng also said Ms. Chow was arrested for allegedly publicising and calling on people to join a banned rally on Thursday's handover anniversary. But he refused to say if the activists had called on people to take part in the rally before or after an appeals board upheld the police ban, saying investigations are still ongoing. Ms. Chow will appear before the Shatin magistracy on Friday. In a statement, the Hong Kong Alliance condemned the arrest and demanded her immediate release. The Alliance insists people have the right to commemorate June 4th. People aged 60 and older can ride buses and the MTR for just $2 starting from February 27th next year. It's an extension of the existing concessionary fare scheme covering those 65 and above. Welfare Chief Lo Chi Kwong says there are no plans to limit the use of a new personalised octopus card that's known as the Joy U card, despite concerns that some seniors may take long route buses even when they're travelling short distances. Although we will try to discuss with the operators and see how routes can be arranged and they can be charged on whenever it is possible that they don't charge the whole fee, so to speak, we will by uh, charging by sections rather than for the whole trip. But there are other considerations in terms of transport arrangement, transport policy, etc. But we will try to do that on that front instead of trying to limit the use of this scheme for different types of trips.
However, transport expert Hong Wing Tat raised concerns about possible abuse. Say, for example, some people who look after the elderly, they can quite easily get the elderly's cards. It would be difficult to stop them from using it. Uh, I, it is hard to imagine that every turnstile into the MTR system would have CCTV. To actually compare this identity with the user. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past 11. Health authorities have ordered mandatory COVID-19 testing for Horizon Suite Hotel in Ma On Shan. That's after two people who stayed there before leaving for the UK earlier this month tested positive for coronavirus. Meanwhile, Hong Kong has reported two more imported infections involving arrivals from the UK and Bangladesh. Both carried the L452R mutant strain. And as cases of the more contagious Delta variant are being reported around the world, the government is being urged to strictly enforce flight bans to limit its spread here, as Francis It reports. There have been fears of a widespread community outbreak after an airport worker was found with a more infectious variant despite not having travelled outside Hong Kong. His colleague at Uptown Plaza in Taipo was also found to be infected later. Speaking on a radio show, Ho Park learns that officials appear to have contained the spread of the Delta variant, as swift contact tracing and large-scale tests hadn't uncovered more infections. The University of Hong Kong experts said authorities can observe the situation for one to two more weeks, and the risk of an outbreak should be low if no further cases emerge. But he said Hong Kong needs to do everything it can to protect residents from being infected by imported cases again if it wants to resume quarantine-free travel with Macau and the mainland soon. If we occasionally have some local cases, even if they are linked to imported infections like the case of the airport worker, the mainland would be concerned about Hong Kong's outbreak situation, fearing that the SAR can become a loophole and the virus can spread to the mainland or Macau when the borders are reopened, Dr Ho said. Local retail sales grew for a fourth straight month, but at a slower pace. Latest government figures showed total sales value in May jumped 10.5% from a year ago. That's slower than a revised 12.1% increase in April. Sales of luxury items such as jewellery and watches surged more than 50% in May, but supermarket and department store sales saw falls. The government says it expects its, consum- its consumption voucher scheme to help stimulate consumer sentiment, sentiment, while noting that the retail sector still has a long way to go to return to pre-pandemic levels. Veteran journalist Steve Vines has announced he's quitting RTHK, citing the national security law that took effect exactly a year ago. Mr Vines, who's worked as a programme host and guest presenter at the public broadcast, has spoke about pressure on the station to be the government's propaganda arm. The reason why I have misgivings now is I don't feel that the mandate of RTHK as a public broadcaster is as strong as it was in the past. I think there's much more pressure on the station to be an organ of government rather than a public broadcaster. And indeed, I mean, there are people in LegCo who've said precisely it should be a propaganda arm of the government. I don't believe for one moment that that's already happened. This interview wouldn't be taking place if it had. But there's a direction of travel which is very worrying. 
A former president of the Public Doctors Association, Arasina Ma, said she expects medical professionals to increasingly refrain from criticising the government and its health care policy to avoid getting into trouble. As Wendy Wong reports, her comment follows the recent disbandment of two doctors' groups. The pro-democracy Medicines Inspiray announced on its social media page that it decided to dissolve after months of discussion without giving any reasons. The concern group was formed in 2015 with the aim of striving for a fair electoral system. The Frontline Doctors' Union also announced on Monday that it was disbanding because it was unable to find a new chairperson. Arizona Ma said professionals like doctors have now become increasingly unsure whether they can still openly discuss political issues one year after the sweeping national security law came into place in DSAR. I'm quite sure that the medical professional will less and less likely uh, openly give opinions about the uh, healthcare issues or criticize the government's uh, healthcare policy because even though we are uh, targeted only to the uh, healthcare issues, we may be labeled as one of the political moves. So we'll um, try our best to avoid this happen. The former president of the Hong Kong Public Doctors Association added that it has become more difficult for unions to recruit new members or invite them to take up leadership roles as people feel their hands are tied under the current political climate. Going forward, she said she believes her own group will also focus on members' welfare issues rather than comment on local health care policies. Amnesty International says the national security law has decimated freedoms and created a human rights emergency in Hong Kong. Vicky Wong has that story. Amnesty's Asia-Pacific Regional Director Yamini Mishra said in a report marking one year since the Beijing-imposed law took effect that it's put Hong Kong on a rapid path to becoming a police state and created a human rights emergency for people living there. Ms Mishra said, from politics to culture, education to media, the law has infected every part of Hong Kong society and fermented a climate of fear that forces residents to think twice about what they say, what they tweet and how they live their lives. Ultimately, this sweeping and repressive legislation threatens to make the city a human rights wasteland, increasingly resembling mainland China, she added. Amnesty said they analysed court judgments and hearing notes and interviews with activists targeted under the law to show how the legislation has been used to carry out a wide range of human rights violations. More than 110 people have been arrested on national security offences, with 64 charged, including prominent pro-democracy activists and former lawmakers. A report from Human Rights Watch on academic freedom in Australia has concluded that students from Hong Kong, the mainland and Taiwan have felt pressured not to show support for pro-democracy causes and that Australian universities have themselves been afraid to offer protection. Sophie McNeil is with Human Rights Watch Australia. This report is called They Don't Understand the Fear We Have because it's really the voice of Chinese students studying in Australia who say that the university system here doesn't understand the pressures on them, um, the surveillance that they endure, um, harassment, intimidation, and how they have to self-censor and alter their behaviour as a result. We wish that it would just be difference of opinion. You know, that would be totally normal and what you'd expect in a university. But what is happening is that people um, are being harassed if they go to a rally that supported Hong Kong democracy or if they posted on their social media account um, support for Hong Kong or question what was happening in Xinjiang. People were doxxed. They had their personal information released without permission, and they received abusive messages. 
people received threats that they would be reported on. And this was the number one concern at the forefront of students' minds that we interviewed, that this fear that their loved ones back home in China would suffer repercussions from Chinese um, authorities because of activities that they had engaged in in Australia. And it wasn't just a fear, um, you know, that caused a real chilling effect. I mean, that did exist, but we actually discovered real-life consequences. So we verified three cases of students whose family back home had been visited, been warned, questioned by police because of what they'd done in Australia. So some really disturbing findings in this work. The Chinese embassy in Australia has dismissed the report, calling it rubbish. The embassy says Human Rights Watch is biased against China. The US embassy in Warsaw has released a video condemning hate speech against LGBT people in Poland. The three-minute-long Polish-language video shows members of the LGBT community reading out hateful comments that appear under the embassy's social media posts about equality. From Warsaw, the BBC's Adam Easton reports. The comments included statements such as there is no such thing as LGBT. They should expletive off. One woman responds, I am LGBT and I'm sitting here, so there is such a thing. A transgender person talks about how she has had suicidal thoughts since she was 12 years old. In the short film, the US chargé d'affaires in Warsaw, Bix Aliu, says that words matter. In response to the video, some polls posted comments condemning the US for interfering in such issues. An, inter sorry, an international police operation has seized the servers of a virtual private network used to hide the identities and locations of cybercriminals. Police also took control of web domains belonging to the double VPN network. They replaced them with a message informing those who'd used it that the law enforcement agencies had now seized personal information and data. Sports, England and Ukraine are the final teams to make it to the last eight of the Euro 2020. Ukraine beat Sweden 2-1 in extra time and the three Lions cast aside decades of hurt at the hands of Germany with a 2-0 win at Wembley. It's England's first knockout stage victory over their rivals since 1966. Defender Harry Maguire was man of the match. We kept hearing things about they're not as good as they used to be but they're a top team. At, uh, they'll bounce back and I'm sure they will but... Um, they have great players, great structure. We've obviously changed our formation to match them up and, and try to be really aggressive out of the ball and, and go man for man as much as we can. And I, I felt like that worked. The, we didn't give them any rhythm or settle in the game. Um, and yeah, I felt like I felt like the large majority of the game was in control of the game. And we know that we, we've got match winners in our team, and it's proven again. Everton have hired Rafael Benitez as their new manager despite fan protests against the Premier League club's move for the former Liverpool boss. Benitez has agreed a three-year contract with Everton. He's the first person to manage both Merseyside teams since the 1890s. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. Please warn the public not to join any unauthorised gatherings tomorrow. Activist Chao Hang Tung is arrested again and the government extends a concessionary fare scheme despite warnings that it's open to abuse. The news from RTHK.